Hey, really good friends. This podcast contains adult content and language. Listen with care. Hello. And welcome to Historically Really Good Friends, a queer history podcast. I am Rachel Craig for the last time this year. Oh, and I'm Jared Fembla for the last time this year. Hello, everyone, and welcome to week two of two of holiday, winter, Christmas extravaganza party. Extravaganza party spectacular wonderland. (laughs) Wow, it feels wild that we are here for the last time of 2022. What is happening? I don't know, but I just want... In this reflective moment coming upon the new year, we started a podcast this year, dude. Can you even believe it? Can you even believe it? 43 episodes plus a few listener story episodes. Yes. Like what? So thank you all for this past year, one full year of podcast. We can't believe we did it. Yeah. I mean, not one full year, but... But, one calendar year. Sure. I have been listening to more professionally made podcasts, and I do feel like maybe in the new year, it's a resolution to increase our production value. Okay. Um, With whose time and money? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I really don't know. So maybe it's just one of those resolutions that won't happen. Probably is. That's okay. I mean, listen, we'll figure it out in the new year. That's a future problem. Exactly. I just wanted to say thank you to all of our listeners from this Mm -hmm. calendar year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Seriously, thank you everyone for listening. It's been a great wild ride so far, but please keep your hands and feet inside of the the ride at all time because we're we're still going. (laughs) We're zooming off into yeah. into the future. <laughs> On a separate but equal note, I would mm. say. <laughs> Super weird, but okay. A weird way to put it. Um, that was my. That was. That's what I have. Twenty twenty two meets nineteen sixty five. On an equal note. On an equal note. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. We're in the midst of Hanukkah right now. Mm-hmm. Happy Hanukkah to those who are celebrating. Happy every other winter holiday that's happening right now. There feels to be like 12 million of them, maybe. It's many, many. summer in the Southern Hemisphere. So like, I hope you guys are enjoying the beach. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, it is, but it's cold up here and it's winter and holidays are happening. They really are. I love the holiday season for about five minutes. And then? And then it's just cold and damp and dark mm-hmm. and dreary. Mm-hmm. So and you love it we... even more. Uh, yeah, that's it. Um, you can only <laughs> pretend so much that you just, and then it's just over and you're broke. And mm-hmm. you're you... sad and broke and it's dark. And it's and it's dark. Yeah. So I am really enjoying the lead up to this holiday season when I will enjoy it. Yeah, I think you got to make the most of it. Mm-hmm. Keep the the winter holiday spirits alive, not the ghost. But keep those at bay. <laughs> keep the keep the merriment going and yes. and bright and vibrant. It's all about being together and right. It's not all about that, but that's what it's the also movies a- make it feel like. 
True. For me, it's also about rum chata and your hot chocolate, Mm -hmm. you know? And that can keep going all winter long. That can go whenever you like. I mean... It it truly can. (laughs) I also really like Bailey's Irish Mm. cream in like a hot chocolate or like um, a hot toddy. Do you know her? I don't, but tell me me about her. (laughs) A hot toddy is something that I can never remember what's in it but it's like a it's like you like it yeah it's like a tea it's like a spiced tea maybe there's rum in it but it's alcoholic and it's like perfect for a day when it's like cool out you're Mm. sitting by a fire maybe it's snowing maybe it's just cool Mm. in general like it's it's very light because like rum chata or baileys it's straight up it's milk it's creamy (laughs) it is like so creamy so this is the opposite it's just like you're drinking like a nice spiced tea maybe Mm. maybe that's not a hot toddy and maybe i'm misremembering but we'll pretend like it is and it's good whatever drink that one is that sounds so delicious yeah i put baileys in my hot tea which i know is maybe abnormal because a lot of people put it in their coffee i don't drink coffee okay so i put it in tea delish but it definitely is like with rum chata and baileys they are I mean, when you say it out loud, it's disgusting. It's uh-huh. alcoholic dairy products. Yeah, that's sold so, just on the shelves. Just on the shelf, not refrigerated. It's warm when you buy it. So, like, that's definitely like a Papa Lactate kind uh-huh. of drink on top of just that alcohol <laughs> yeah, burning yeah, through yeah. your stomach. Right. So that hot toddy, I mean, yeah. it sounds hot and delish. Or like a mulled wine. Yes, even. yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Sorry, real quick, before we breeze past it, talking about lactate. Mm, One of me. my favorite ice creams ever to exist. Is lactate? No. I would oh. need to take a lactate for it. I have not had it in a while because okay. it is the Edie's Slow Churn mm. Peppermint Ice Cream. They only oh. release it. They only release it in the winter months. They only release mm. it within like, I don't know, like December to mid-January maybe. But it's okay. a small batch, slow churned. It is Ooh. the best ice cream I have ever had. It's amazing. Okay. I'm going to have to try it because I like the Edie Slow Churned a lot, which yeah. sounds weird. I No, I, it's great. It's really good. And Bailey's makes a peppermint seasonal flavor as well. So maybe Ooh. you'd have to make a little milkshake. <gasps> wow. A little milkshake. Oh, that's like a level up. I know. I that's so that's the that's the part of the winter that's really fun and exciting. You can get very mm-hmm. creative with the alcohol that you can I'm not yes. a summery drink person. Yeah. I'm not a huge al- despite this conversation, I'm not a huge drinker. Summery drinks I don't like cuz they're fruity and don't give me like fruit. Like a tea don't put, drink. Yeah. Don't put fruit in my things. Okay. I don't want it. Ooh, I don't want it. So I love the take. winter. I know. <laughs> Keep the fruit away from me. But yeah. I, I do love the winter warm yeah. up your belly. Yeah. Destroy your belly. Sure, kind of, sure. Kind of drinks. So this just popped into my mind. I don't know what was said to make it pop into my okay. mind. Tell me, are you a skier, a snowboarder, or a tuber? Mm. What a great question. I enjoy tubing, but I would identify primarily as a skier. Okay. And... Um, because of that, I have beef with snowboarders, and I know you are a snowboarder. Well, I wouldn't say – I wouldn't use that in an act. You have snowboarded before? <laughs> yeah. Okay. When, like, in my childhood, I would snowboard. Okay. I hated it, though, because I hated feeling sore because you used all of the muscles that you don't yeah. use, like, on a normal day-to-day. Right. You're also, just constantly in a squat. <laughs> right. And also, you're just strapped to, like, a piece of 
like I don't even know what snowboards are made out of, but you're strapped to a flat surface and you're just barreling down a hill. I'm like that. There's nothing less appealing to me than barreling down a hill with no control. However, Mm -hmm. when I'm seated in a tube, oh, I'm thrilled. I I like yes. love the experience. See, I love snow tubing, but it does get boring after a while. Sure. Cuz it's just like you go the down thing. the same thing just right. quite a number of times. I guess skiing is the same though. Right, but, but like you're more you're a more active participant right. in skiing more snowboarding. Right. Tubing you truly have no control. You were No, but it on is fun. Thing. Yeah, and and the issue I find most with tubing is if there is a tubing place that doesn't have like a magic carpet oh, or magic carpet to bring you back up to the top of the hill mm-hmm. i'm like you want me to walk you want me walk. to trudge up that big snowy hill with my tube in hand to just yeah. go back down it i think yeah. not now now answer me this okay riddle me this riddle me this one of in in our last episode we talked about like secondhand embarrassment this is uh, this yeah. is a firsthand embarrassment okay. question okay so i never feel smaller more embarrassed more just like horribly me than when I am snow tubing whether it's with my family with my friends I am in my snow gear and there is probably the like tall attractive snow person worker there making sure no one falls up the magic carpet when you take your tube (laughs) and waiting in that line with your little snow tube in your snow gear to step onto the magic carpet and like do that little like jolt <laughs> when you step on yeah. in front of a grown adult person who may be younger than you are but yeah. it is yeah. so it, it is so embarrassing okay it well, it deters me from doing sometimes okay do you know what a, i'm talking about i do i do there's a few things that go into that one i would say is there's no way to look attractive when you have like <laughs> seven true. layers on of like That's undershirts true. and scarves and all of these mm-hmm. things because it, it it just biologically is not and i'm small too so i just look like a frump <laughs> right there's no good way second you're because of all the layers you're sweating mm-hmm. so it's you, just so hot it's so hot in there so there's no way that your hair isn't wet and like stuck, stuck to your to face, your face. <laughs> There's, there's just it's that i think that's like a one one point one that right. goes underneath not being attractive yes. The other thing is people that work at like ski resorts or mm-hmm. like that are surfers or whatever, it yeah. feels like they biologically have some gene in them that makes them effortlessly cool. That when you see them, yes! you're like, how are you standing there in your ski gear? And how are you looking good? And how are you doing right. it so effortlessly? And you're not sweating and you you seem like you love being out here right now. Well, I feel like a baked potato. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. There's something it's, there's I don't know what it is, but there's something about unfair. like kids that grow up in those environments, like in ski towns mm. or in beach towns that yeah. are just inherently cool and you and i are a little it's genetic we're not no we're little cave we're dwellers white gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> yes. we have never seen the sun in 25 no. years <laughs> no we crawl out of our little caves in northern I new know. jersey and go up to a ski resort and it's like right it's like we pay what for is our that? airbnb here for the weekend <laughs> right we were not meant yeah. to be out there in in the no. in the weather it's no. we're not made in the for elements. It. In the elements, yeah. we were not made it's for that. True. It's it really so, is true. You're I don't right. Think it's, I don't even think it's even your if fault. they're not, 
even if they're not like attractive, just like walking around the grocery store, they might not be model hot, but like in those moments, you're like, what the fuck? How it has to be a stand, just the it has way to they carry pose. themselves. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, you know yes. what? The other embarrassing part, on top of all the things we were talking about, uh-huh. with tubing, because you don't have any control. Like, yeah, you have to. If you have never gone tubing before, you go on this magic carpet, which is just essentially a snow elevator. You stand on it and typically hold your tube next to you, or you send your tube up in front of you, whatever. Then you get to the top, you wait in line, and very similar to a water park, you sit in your tube while these effortlessly attractive people stand over you, holding you in your tube mm-hmm. before being like, okay, you can go now. And then like sort of pushing you down the hill. Okay. And I feel helpless. Okay. Also, do you ever worry that they're going to push you and be like, oh, gee, or like make a groan or something? Yes. It's like, don't groan. <laughs> do not make a noise when you yeah don't make a noise when you push me down and then you don't make a noise when you push the four-year-old down like i want to be as light and thin and airy as that four-year-old make me i am a skinny legend i have every right to be here (laughs) (laughs) right 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 and then there's also kind of an embarrassment level of being of them being like they're not skiing and they're not snowboarding but they're tubing when you know that they probably have no skills right it's like okay yeah judge me you judgy little fucks it's like every yeah you know what i i actively hate tubing right now in this moment okay see but this is what i'm telling you i love tubing but it comes with so much shame it really does it really does so primarily i will go skiing but no one in my life skis so that also has its own separate shame because i'm by myself going down the little green yeah. bunny hill yeah and i still don't i don't have the same aura as we've talked about that right. other skiers skiers right. and snowboarders skiers. Seem to have. <laughs> skiers. a ski or swish swish this conversation has taken us twice the usual amount of time that we allow for an intro and has gone deeply off the rails but it's winter themed you know what right so you know what, everybody? I hope you're feeling in the mood. In the mood. I hope it's snowing. I hope you're getting a white, a, a white Christmas, a white winter Christmas. I hope your dreidels are spinning and the candles are burning long and bright. And someone else is shoveling your driveway. Oh, if that's if my anything. hope for you. Yes. yes. If anything, I hope that's it. But in the meantime, maybe you have to go shovel the driveway maybe you're listening to us while you shovel the driveway right now and in that case keep going you got this yeah we're like almost done you're like really almost done your back may be hurting but it will be worth it Mm -hmm. when you're done head back in the house strip off all the layers run your hands under warm water and feel like there's pins and needles in them Mm. then go grab a hot toddy sit under a blanket and i'm gonna tell you a little little story a little short story about a person called queer santa i am so excited i'm gonna get all wrapped up and ready to go okay get bundled get ready all right so my sources for this week include and i'm not gonna say the titles of the articles because they give them away Mm. but a CPR news article by Ryan Warner and Hart Van Denberg, a Washington Post article by Sydney Page, a Denver Post article by Elizabeth Hernandez, a Denver Gazette article by Hannah Metzger, and an Upworthy article by Jisha Joseph. Lots of things happening in Denver for this episode. You'll see why. You'll see why. It's a Denver-centric episode. It is. Shout out to Denver. This one's for you. 
before I get into the story, if you have young children nearby, if you have people who Mm. are often visited by Santa on a yearly basis, you may want to throw in some headphones. This is a conversation for us adults. Just I'll, I'll let you do that right now. Go ahead and hit pause. Go grab your headphones and then let's do this. Okay. Smart. So. Now that it's just us grown-ups. <laughs> now that it's just us girlies, let's let's begin. Santa, not to be confused with Satan because of spelling <laughs> issues, also known as Father Christmas, St. Nicholas, or Kris Kringle, is a, spoiler alert, legendary character originating in Western Christian culture who is said to bring children gifts consisting of toys and candy in the middle of the night on December 25th, Jesus's birthday, or coal and a big pile of nothing, (laughs) depending on whether the child was naughty or nice the year leading up to it. Now, there's a handful of issues with (laughs) the concept of Santa in general, but because I don't want to bring or I don't want to crush the holiday spirits right before Christmas, the only one I'll bring up is that in relation to being naughty or nice. Some kids who come from families with small disposable incomes or no disposable incomes at all don't get as much or don't get Mm -hmm. as expensive of gifts as their friends and classmates whose families might be in higher tax brackets. So when wealthy parents tell their kids that Santa got them the really expensive Mm -hmm. iPad or present, kids from families who can't afford the latest smart technology feel that they've done something wrong or that Santa doesn't love them. They wonder, Mm -hmm. you know, why they only got socks or hand-me-down toys from Santa and the neighbor got this like new shiny expensive gift. Some kids, including those in their adolescent years, even depend on donors, community centers, and annual youth holiday festivals to receive gifts they wouldn't otherwise receive. And tying all of this back to the podcast, a high percentage of these kids are queer. Mm-hmm. Being queer often comes with the risk of being kicked out by family, with nowhere to go which is the experience that one in four teens face after coming out. There's about 1.6 million youth that are homeless each year, and up to 40% of them identify as part of the queer community. So again, they often seek refuge and find comfort, especially around the holidays, in community centers or LGBT centers. But what happens when LGBT centers don't have enough donations? Or what happens when a big donor pulls out last minute, forgoing their promise and ruining the holiday for a gaggle of queer kids? Well, that's exactly what happened 24 years ago in 1998 in Denver, Colorado. The Center on Colfax, a community center and advocacy resource for LGBTQ youth, had prepared an LGBTQ children's holiday party. But emergency struck on Christmas Eve when the gift-giving donor dropped the ball and realized they had nothing for the kids, effectively backing out. Oh my gosh, Michael Scott in... in Scott for uh, tots. Yeah, tots, tots Scott's tots, tots. Scott's tots for toys. Completely just absolutely out. forgot that they had a responsibility. They were like, oops, we didn't plan enough My and now bad. we have nothing. Okay. Now, on the other side of town, and I don't know if she was actually on the other side of town, but I like to think. Okay. <laughs> a woman by the name of Linda Warren was preparing for her own holiday party when the phone rang. When Linda picked up 
on the other end of the line was someone she barely knew, a worker at the center on Colfax, also known as the GLBT Community Center of Colorado, informing her that there were no presents for children and they weren't sure what they were going to do. Now, Linda's association with the GLBT Community Center was distant. According to Linda, she had only shared a few smiles and laughs with an employee at the center after driving a sick neighbor there for weekly group therapy meetings for Coloradans with cancer. She herself is a three-time cancer survivor. But these interactions were enough. Her kindness and joyous disposition made such a strong impact that the center knew who they were going to call at the 11th hour. And without hesitation, Linda put her own holiday party plans on hold. She told the center that she would help them under the condition she didn't want anyone turned down. They didn't have to be queer. She just wanted to make sure that if there was a child that wasn't going to get a gift because they had been put out of their home, she was going to make sure that they were taken care of. Linda. So she ran down to the local Target and bought gift cards for all of the children that they were expecting. Linda said, from the very start, there was one thing I required of the gifts. Then she continued, I said, I don't know a lot about this, but I feel the children don't get a lot of love. So I wanted them all to have a tag that said, love Santa. And so on each gift card, she wrote, love Santa. And from that night, her inner Santa Claus was ignited. And thus the tradition of Linda being a gift donor was born. But to be fair... Linda's drive didn't come from a selfish place of being the one who saved Christmas, but actually from her own experience with familial rejection. As an adult, Linda was married, but then got divorced and then came out as a gay woman and began a relationship with another woman. Linda recalls her father saying, quote, I want you to leave the woman you're with and act like a decent human being, end quote. He also threatened to write her out of his will. She told him she wasn't leaving her and that she is a decent human being and that she always will be. Unfortunately, Linda never saw him again after that conversation. She also grew estranged from her mother who refused to accept Linda's sexuality. So it was her own experience with Mm -hmm. essentially being disowned by her own parents as an adult that made her want to help. So... After the Christmas where she bought gift cards last minute, Linda committed to providing and distributing gifts for the children at the center every year moving forward, so long as the center asked the kids what they wanted first. No more gift cards, basically. Wow. Linda said, I didn't want to just give them a gift card because it didn't seem like a warm feeling to me. Mm -hmm. She then said, I really wanted to know these children, and when I started to meet them, Some of them weren't in their homes, and I just wanted to do something for them. They deserved it. I made it perfectly clear I would not discriminate. Gay, straight, trans, anyone that comes and wants a presence, I wanted them to have a present. Mm -hmm. Linda initially used her own money to buy the presents for the kids. She and her friends would wander around malls and specialty stores, hunting down the requested gifts to make sure that the kids' dreams come true. She would then wrap them herself and drop them off at the center for kids to come pick them up. But then, Linda had this strange but very strong feeling that the children needed to see someone when they went to get their gifts. She didn't want them to just show up and be like, oh, this center got me a gift, whatever, great. She was like, someone needs to be there to be like, we got you this. Right. 
And so she decided that the gifts should be distributed personally. And this is when Linda began wearing what is now her standard uniform, a Santa costume. I love it. Linda's other stipulation for being Santa and donating these presents was that the items had to be something that the kids wanted, not something the kids needed. If they needed something, she asked that the kids and the center come directly to Linda, not to Santa, Mm -hmm. and Linda would get them what they needed, no matter the time and the place. But this moment, this was a time to get, like, a wish list a, item. A, a present. A, a present. present. We're not, not doing deodorant right now. Right. No. Now was the time to get the thing that they had been wanting all year. Yeah. And so as the years go on, Linda purchases the gifts for the kids and recruits friends for annual wrapping parties and then delivers the gifts to the center dressed as Santa. The GLBT Community Center's youth program called Rainbow Alley hosts the holiday party dubbed Holiday which involves a traditional holiday meal and socializing. Linda also has a station at the Holiday event where kids are invited to sit on her lap, true Santa style, or next to her if they prefer, to just chat and receive their gift. But as the years went by of Linda doing this, the more queer youths registered to join. Now, Mm -hmm. buying a few presents out of pocket, not a big deal. But when the numbers grow upwards of 40, 50, 60 kids, it becomes a bit of a stretch. Mm -hmm. And so what did Linda do? Well, unfortunately, she had to back down and actually give up the role of being Santa. No, don't just nod (laughs) along. No. I was like, okay. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, Linda started an annual fundraiser. Present day, Linda raises upwards of $35,000 a year, which goes towards buying personalized gifts for hundreds of Denver queer youths between the ages of 13 and 21. Wow. However, to make it very clear, all Denver youths are welcome to the annual holiday party, regardless of sexuality, gender, race, or religion. It's open to anybody that isn't going to get a gift, basically. And so Linda adopted the title of Santa, and then Queer Santa, as the kids and teens and young adults would name her. It took a bit for Linda to accept the title Queer Santa because of the derogatory usage the word queer had when she was growing up. At first, Linda recalls thinking, oh god, please don't call me that. But when she realized that the term was being used as a reclamation of the once offensive word, and that the children of today won't let the word queer be weaponized against us, Linda was like, all right, I'll accept it. It's yours. Right. And and now she lovingly refers to herself as Queer Santa. Right. The event has also evolved over the last two decades. I mean, even adapting to work as a drive through during the peak years of the COVID-19 pandemic. Wow. Linda was still there in her Santa costume with masks and shields personally handing out the gifts. In the recent years, Hundreds have signed up in advance to attend the party, eat a holiday meal, and receive their gift from Queer Santa. As of 2020, Linda, at 77 years old, was still going strong without any plans to stop soon. It was also reported that when Linda isn't being Queer Santa, she owns and runs a flooring business and lives happily with her partner of 10 years. 
In 2018, Linda said about giving up being queer Santa that, quote, a part of me doesn't want to quit until I just keel over. But another part of me says that's not very giving. It's selfish to not let someone else have the enjoyment and fun that I've had the last 20 Mm. years, end quote. However, Linda has already named her successor, a worker at the center named Wendy Poburk, who's known as Queer Santa's elf. (laughs) Linda recounted her many years of being Queer Santa by saying, quote, I'm really proud of the kids. I've seen how they've changed over the years, not quite as afraid to talk about it and come out. There has been some change for the good, end quote. She also noted that Denver has become more accepting, including more parents joining their LGBTQ plus children at events and gift distributions. While I was unable to find any sources that went past 2020 detailing Linda's work as Queer Santa, so I'm unsure if Wendy has taken over just yet, but I found on the Center on Colfax's website that in 2021, Queer Santa checked her list twice for all of the LGBTQ plus youth stopping by a fantastic holiday wonderland with gifts in hand. And that is the incredibly short story of Linda Warren, Denver's Queer Santa. Amazing. What a wonderful, wonderful story. And just to get into the holiday spirit, I know it's, you know, the season of giving, but it really goes to show too that you can give and be supportive just as one person. Mm -hmm. You could be your own community, Queer Santa. You could be your family, Queer Santa. Absolutely. Um, that That was such a wonderful story. And I'm so glad to hear that there are so there has been so much progress in terms of fundraising yeah. and expanding the ability to give local kids yeah. some presents. Yeah, absolutely. It was just a short little sweet, like happy story. I feel like most Love of my it. stories usually end on some weird, sad <laughs> twist. So I thought, you know what? Ending the years, going into the holiday, going into a new year, like let's just make it happy, make it short, make it sweet. And like you're saying, it's the time to give back. If you have, mm-hmm. if you're able to go ahead and give back to local centers, go ahead and I mean, donate to Colfax on centers charity. I mean, donate for queer Santa. If you can start your own queer Santa program or, or, or mm-hmm. event and have your own holiday party, do it up. Just love it. do what you can for others this holiday season, especially the queer youth that may not have anybody else to do things for them. Right. Not only presence, but just family and comfort and support and love Being is there. really what, yeah, it's really what the holiday season is about deep down as much mm-hmm. as the presents are wonderful and I do hope you all get what's been on your list but um really being there in the ways that you can um financially or otherwise for people in your life to feel that warm cozy feeling yeah. of the holiday season absolutely all right well on that note I hope everybody has an extremely happy holiday Like Rachel said, this is our last episode of 2022. We will be back on January 11th, 2023. We'll see you then. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in to episode 43 of Historically Really Good Friends, where we talked about queer Santa. This is your weekly reminder that acknowledging the queerness of our history makes attempting to impress the ski resort employees under seven layers of clothing a little bit more fun. 
please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you've been listening. And to see photos from this week's episode, they'll be on our Instagram, at Historically Really. During the next few weeks, we'll be on a break, but feel free to send us your personal stories at Historically Really on Instagram, or send them to us via email at historicallyreallygoodfriends at gmail.com. We'll see you in 2023. Happy holidays. Have a happy and safe new year. We'll see you soon.